Hey, Love Tribe. Today's episode is brought to you by one of my personal favorites, Cozy Earth. They've got something special for all the mothers out there. So anyone who wants to shower the special woman in their lives with love and the comfort they deserve, listen up. Hands down, Cozy Earth has the best sheets, bedding, pajama sets, and more. So today, I'm excited to share that Relationship Advice listeners get an exclusive 35% off discount. Simply go to CozyEarth.com and use the promo code I do at checkout. The first time I tried their bamboo sheets, I was blown away. The comfort level is insane. I just love slipping into their seriously soft and cool sheets after a long day. And for a mom who knows that the struggle of sleep deprivation is real, Cozy Earth's temperature regulating technology has been a lifesaver. No more waking up sweating or freezing. But what really sold me is the quality of the bamboo sheets. They are by far the most comfortable sheets I have ever slept in. They are made to last years, which they have. I think at this point, I have about six sets of them. And they have a 100-night sleep-free trial and a 10-year warranty. So you know you're getting something that is going to stick around. So if you're ready to prioritize your sleep health and treat yourself or the mom in your life to the luxury she deserves, head on over to CozyEarth.com and use the promo code IDO for an exclusive 35% off. Because every mom deserves a good night's sleep, and with Cozy Earth, you can finally get the rest you need. Let's talk about a struggle many of us know all too well losing weight. Remember those days when everyone was on a juice cleanse or just basically hangry all the time? That was no fun for anyone. Well, there's a better, more sustainable way to shed those pounds. Today, I want to introduce you to Row Body. It's not your typical weight loss program. Instead of all the gimmicks, they offer access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market. But here's the real deal. They pair these shots with simple lifestyle changes, helping you lose 15 to 20% of your weight in a year on average and actually keep it off. Plus, over 200,000 people have already seen results with Robody. So what sets Robody apart? The support. They handle all the insurance stuff for you and give you access to a provider whenever you need them. And the best part, you can sign up online from home, no doctor's appointments and no waiting rooms. Say goodbye to those days of hangry juice cleanses. With Robody, losing weight is straightforward and sustainable. Take that first step today and say hello to a healthier, happier you. Kickstart your weight loss journey the right way and head to ro.co slash do. That's ro.co slash I-D-O. Sign up today for just $99 for your first month and $145 a month after that. Remember, medication costs are separate. That's row.co slash I do. What's going on, guys? 
Welcome to I Do Podcast, where we interview the world's leading relationship, marriage, dating, and self-help experts. Whether you're dating, single, married, or struggling in a relationship, we're here to help give you the tools to succeed. On today's show, we welcome Dr. Robert Jameson, and Dr. Jameson was actually one of our first guest way back in episode number 16, a little over three years ago, and he comes back with more super valuable information for you guys. Today, we zero in and talk about creating intimacy in a long-term relationship, but this can actually be applied to any relationship, but it's almost... It's particularly important the longer you've been with someone, the easier it is to kind of let things go by the wayside and that intimacy begins to disappear. So it's really important to use the exercises that Dr. Jameson talks about in today's episode, apply them to your relationship to really keep that intimacy, to keep that spark alive. And Dr. Jameson gives us a ton of great stuff. One of the things that we really liked was the daily household meeting. We've had past guests recommend information similar to this, where this the check-in with your spouse, with your partner to get on the same page. And Dr. Jameson goes more into the details of how to do this and so many other exercises to keep intimacy going strong in your relationship. And Dr. Jameson is a longtime licensed marriage and family therapist and a published author of over three books on relationships, and even a musician that he has a audio CD to help you meditate. So if you're interested in that, you can check that out in the show notes too. But lots of great stuff in today's episode. As always, we really appreciate you guys listening, leaving us reviews on iTunes, subscribing on iTunes, telling your friends, and we really hope this is helping you in your personal life, in your relationships, because we know that the information that we're getting is super valuable for us. And just based on the feedback that we get from you guys, it's awesome to see the positive results. So again, thank you so much. Enjoy today's episode. Support for I Do Podcast comes from Talkspace, the online therapy company that believes that therapy should be affordable, confidential, and convenient. Join over 500,000 people who have used Talkspace for online therapy with their licensed therapist. Get $30 off your first month by visiting Talkspace.com forward slash I do. That's one word, I-D-O. That's Talkspace.com forward slash I do. Hi, Dr. Jameson. Welcome back to the show. Well, good morning. It's really good to, uh, to speak to you folks again. Yes. We've given our listeners a little overview, so why don't you take a minute, tell us about yourself and why you enjoy helping people improve their relationships. Well, oh, I think that's one of the joys of doing the therapy is, is seeing people come in with pain um, in a relationship that it started out with a lot of joy and loving and celebration and then you know things went wrong somewhere along the way and and uh then giving people's little tools and tips and tricks on how to create that loving and intimacy and and see them take that information and transform their relationships to where they're back into that uh that joy and that loving and 
just seeing them leave. Sometimes I get to when they out in the parking lot, I'll see them give each other a kiss. It's like ah, you know. It's, so those those moments is what it makes makes me happy, I guess. That's got to be so satisfying because we're not experts. We just interview them, but we've learned a lot. And through people like yourselves coming on the show, we've reached a lot of people. And the feedback that we get is so gratifying when someone says, we've been listening to your show and and it's really helped our relationship. That's a powerful thing for us to hear for Sarah and I. So I can imagine doing it in person and really working hands-on and seeing that kiss in the parking lot has got to (laughs) be special. It is. It is. And um, um, it, it doesn't always end that way. Unfortunately, usually people come to me when, you know, the last straw. Um, and so sometimes it's too late. And so then, then my job is, well, then how can we complete this in a healthy, loving way? You know, again, most of us haven't been trained how to have a healthy, loving, long-term relationship. And we haven't been taught how to end a relationship in a healthy, loving way. So uh, when it's appropriate for the relationship to end, then then, then my job is to assist them in doing that in a way where, um, you know, it, in the old days we had to die or kill someone or I had to get you to hate me or I had to hate you to end the relationship. So uh, we can do that process too, by the way, in a healthy, loving way. Um, that's not my most enjoyable part of the job, but that shows up from time to time as well, just to be upfront with that. Absolutely. Well, today we're going to talk about keeping intimacy in a long-term relationship in something that can prevent couples from coming you, coming to see you to end that relationship. This is an important thing that kind of goes by the wayside, especially in long-term relationships where we get used to each other and the intimacy disappears. So why don't we start by having you tell us and our listeners what exactly intimacy is in a relationship and how we can work to keep that going strong. Well, intimacy, that's a, that's, a, <laughs> that's a big word, you know. There are so many levels of that. But I would say probably intimacy is I, I can feel a level of trust. I trust you and, and you trust me. And, um, and in that, then we have to look at how, how is trust established or how is trust destroyed. And it actually is destroying of the trust is one of the things that causes long-term relationships to start to fall apart. Um, so the trust by, by really comes from, I trust you if your actions match your words through time. It's about that simple. Uh, however, there's also a microscope on that. So if I say I'll be there at 7 o'clock and I arrive at 7.15, you know, I, I'm not keeping my word. It starts to have a little, uh, my word is questionable. So, and and so people need to really honor what they say with their partner. And in that, there's a level of trust. And in the trust shows up that intimacy that I can reveal to you my fears, my concerns, my joys, uh, my, my fantasies about where the future is going to come or go. That's, where, that's how I'm looking at intimacy. People often think it's just the physical level. That's just one aspect of it. I think uh, there's so many other aspects of intimacy um, that develops in a long-term relationship. Absolutely. It's, I, I made you boil it down there, and I think that was good, but it, it definitely is a complex and dynamic thing in a relationship, that intimacy. And 
how can a couple that is they they seem like because it doesn't necessarily have to be going bad for that intimacy to disappear or to feel like it's going bad but it's like death by a thousand paper cuts if you're not sort of maintaining that that trust uh it, it can erode or the relationship is just not as good as it could be so what is something a couple can do to create more intimacy well there's part of it is like how do I how do I look at you? What are my thoughts inside of my head when I'm thinking of you? And so, um, uh, you know, we we often see in the movies people fall in love and there's great big romance and, and that's usually where it ends. But in a long term relationship, there's so much more happens. And that you know, I used to think that when we fall in love, we're always in love. But I realized that it isn't doesn't work that way. What we have to do is continuously, consciously choose to fall in love with our partner. It's an ongoing process. So that means that as I look at my partner, I'm saying, oh, how beautiful you are, how wonderful you are, how special you are. That would be my conscious choice to say those things. Most of us, unfortunately, have been trained to focus on the squeaky wheel, that which is not working. And, you know, we tend to get what we focus on. So if I'm focusing on the things that that you do that upset me, then I'm going to get more of that. And that's all I'm going to see. You did that again. I say you did that again. And so then my my thought is how terrible you are. And eventually I convince myself that you are not a lovable person. So it is a conscious choice And it has to be continuously looking at those aspects of our partner that we love. And it needs to come out of our mouth so our partner can hear, oh, you appreciate uh, that I did the dishes. You appreciate that I made the bed. You appreciate that that I was on time. You appreciate all those little microscopic things that we do every day with our partner that we take for granted. And I'd say that's another big piece that in a long-term relationship, we start to establish little little roles and things that this is your job, this is my job. And, and we assume that you're the one who always makes the bet. So, but unless we hear our partner appreciating those things, we start to feel uh, taken advantage of. So again, creating more intimacy in the relationship, there's those simple little things, uh, call, I call them words of appreciation. Uh, years ago, I was working with a couple, uh, and they had been married for like 30 years. And so, and they came in. I actually felt pretty honored to be working with them because, you know, that's a long time. And so, uh, we, they went through a whole bunch of things, and there was a nice transformation. But at the end, they said, you know, there's one thing that you shared uh, with us that really changed our relationship. And they said, I, one thing I'd have them do is every day, I want you to give each other five words of appreciation doesn't matter whether it's big, global, small, I don't care. Just five little statements of appreciation. And they started doing that, and, and that, that transformed the relationship because I find that in most relationships, both partners are working really hard to make it work. Uh, but we often don't think, oh, they're, they're slack and they're not doing anything. So, again, that would be my negative looking at them versus my positive choosing to fall in love with them. And then letting them know that I appreciate that. that, that so that continuously, consciously choosing creates just this beautiful um, sense of, oh, you care for me. You love me. 
I love that. So with those, when you do those five appreciations, do you suggest doing them all at one time, like in the morning together or just throughout the day, whenever you see your partner or you text them, is there a preference? <laughs> uh, no, no, any, any one of those is, is good. It's, and I, I liked, um, uh, I, I think I, I'm kind of strange in, in that I do like routine, but I also like spontaneity. So I would I encourage people to do it regularly throughout the day to some some way to kind of like uh, in maybe a, a, a time when your partner's not quite expecting it to let them know because then it's like, oh, you, you noticed. Um, but also I think it's nice to have a couple sit down and do um, – I call them heart talks where we sit down and we really talk to each other. And um, by the way, that brings it to a, another thing that I encourage couples to do, which is to have a, I call it a house meeting or a family meeting. And, and um, it seems, seems um, real um, kind of st uh, strict or um, kind of dry. But if once a month people could sit down and have an hour, and I don't. I encourage it no more than an hour, and sit down and talk to each other and talk about well, what's working and what's not working, what do we want more of and what do we want less of, and um, and it needs to be have a, a beginning, a middle, and end, and it can't go longer than an hour, otherwise we don't want to do it again. And it's interesting that again in 2017, as I look out there in the world, most couples are you know both people are working. And, you know, they're keeping the house together, they're raising their kids, they're doing what all that stuff is, all those balls we have in the air. And we don't really have time to sit down and just say, you know, what I want more of or what I want less of. And since I don't tell you what I want more or less of, I assume that, that, that you like that or you don't like that. And so, again, you know, that's the, the assume there's a great a word for it or an acronym for it, you know, it's spelled A-S-S-U-M-E. So anytime I assume something about you, I'm really making an ass out of you and me. So one thing we need to do is check it out. And having a family house meeting um, once a month allows couples to just sit down and, you know, we turn the all the media off and we sit there and we, we talk with each other. And sometimes it's best to um, do it in more of a neutral place, could be like in a local coffee shop or restaurant or something, or out in the park in nature somewhere, but just to, add, just to sit down and talk. And that allows people to uh, keep what I call old business from building up. <clears throat> so old business, by the way, is something that maybe you, did, you said or did something yesterday, and you know, for you, it's gone. For me, however, I, I'm I'm focused on it, and now it begins to sit there between you and me, and it blocks the loving I have with you. And so in our, our, our um, family meeting, we can sit down and say, by the way, you said this. What, what do you mean by that? So I'm going to check out my assumption that you did it, um, your intention was to hurt me. Uh, I find that most people uh, don't do something intentionally to hurt their partner. Um, there's a lot of, uh, again, assuming that you did it against me. It's usually not. So by checking it out, I, I discover that, oh, I see why you did that. I can understand it. Now I can let it go, <clears throat> excuse me, and I can get back into loving with you. And the house meetings allow that kind of situation to occur. The, the house meeting is such an important thing because it's so easy in, in short-term and in long-term relationships. But 
certainly in long term, because we just settle into our habits and routines. And, and like I always say on the show, it's, do you want your relationship to be okay? Or do you want it to be great? And things might just be okay. But if you're not taking that time to check in and not assume because you've been with your partner for 10 years that you know, what whatever's going on is is something good, then you you may be wrong because people change, things change, the relationships change. So checking in and and having that one hour house meeting is such an important thing. I'm I'm happy to hear you say that. I, I totally agree. And again, it's so simple. And yet, you know, I've even though I've asked you know many, many, many people to do it, only a few have done it. Unfortunately, those who do it on a regular basis come. Talk, oh God, Robert, that was so. That's so important. And yet, I've discovered that uh, it is. It's 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 a simple process to do. And so again, trying to figure out well, how do I get people to do this simple process? Because I know the great value of it. And so part of it could be well, why don't you take a walk? Why don't you do something that that uh, is um, easy for you to do together? Because we get we need to get away from the kids. We need to get away from our work. We need to get away from all our doo doo in the house because there's always more doo doo to do. So, creating that sacred space is is vital. Um, uh, not easy, um, and it does create. I like what you said. Do I just want a, a good relationship? Or do I I want a relationship that really um, zings and gives me lots of joy and that's my preference. <laughs> Absolutely. And, you know, we sit here and interview experts like yourself and we get all this great information, but all it really is is information and we can apply it to our relationship and whether it's consciously or subconsciously, but really I know we need to, and, and I'm sure everyone listening, even people that more or less have it together. It always takes work. So we hear this, we hear about the meeting. I can't say that we've had an official meeting, uh, so to say, but we do talk about and kind of check in. But I think we could definitely benefit by taking a walk. And I like how you had, don't make it feel like a chore, like we got to sit down and, and do this, but get away, have that, that sacred space, take a walk and really make that conversation completely about the relationship checking in on it and seeing how each other are doing and and we're going to move forward in a better way yeah and, and i thank you and, and i i like to keep it simple and it, it, and so there's two i want more of this i want less of that it's, it's like oh i mean that's all it is and to be honest when you really start listening that's what it is i want more of this and i want less of that and so there's many areas of that, but that's the two areas. So in that, that sacred place, please do that. Um, there, there's, a, there's another big area that, that I, I wanted to, to look at with you folks, and that is, um, and again, besides focusing on those aspects of you that I love, there's always things about you that just, I want to change. <laughs> so, uh, so how do I change you? And again, most people don't know how to uh, uh, get their partner to change in a loving way. Um, and if we look at it, the way I, how do I say this? The way I, I change you is the way my parents parented me or the way my parents disciplined me or the way my parents changed me. 
So that's how I change myself. Therefore, that's how I'm going to change you. Most of us, unfortunately, were raised more in the corporal punishment level where, you know, if you don't do it right, I'm just going to beat the shit out of you. To, so, you know, <laughs> that's what we do. So when our, our partner's do, doing the right thing. I was going to beat the shit out of my partner. Then she will learn not to do that again. Not a very effective way if I want to create loving and intimacy in the relationship, by the way. Um, so, uh, but so if we back up and look, first I, I'll make a, I'll call it a request for change. I want you to do this differently. I want more or less of this. Now, whenever we ask someone to do that, by the way, we walk into this wall of resistance. Now, people resist for two primary reasons. One is fear. That's scary. I don't know how to do that. I've never done that before. I'm not going to do that. Or the other one is denial. That's not my problem. That's your problem. You fix it. I'm fine just the way I am. Thank you. So again, so I ask someone to change and they resist for one of those two primary reasons. Their response back to me, to my request for change, is anger. And so, you know, today's probably not the time we'll talk too much about it, but Real simply, anger is just a tool we use to get people to do what we want. So you want me to change. Screw you. I want to change. I want to remain who I am. You change. So the response back to the request for change is anger. And eventually we start fighting with each other. And eventually what we do is we withdraw our love from each other. And then, and that's what most couples do, by the way. That's the process that most people do. And so... Uh, how do we do it differently? So if we put that aside, a whole other approach is I catch you doing what I want you to be doing. So let's say you chew with your mouth open and I want you to chew with your mouth shut because out in public I get embarrassed because you're smacking. And so what I need to do is certainly let you know that I want you to chew with your mouth shut, but then I catch you chewing with your mouth shut and I give you the four things we all starve for. I give you that love, approval, appreciation, and attention. And I just, I, honey, I love you so much. You're so, you made me so feel good. I just, you're so beautiful. I just pile it on. And guess what? You like that. So you know what? You're going to do it again. And I catch you again. And then in time, change occurs. So basically, I have controlled and manipulated you with love, approval, appreciation, and attention. <laughs> I'm okay with that. Most of us try to create change in a relationship by intimidation or withdrawal of love. So that doing that very simple pro process is how we create more intimacy. Now people say, God, that takes a lot of focus and a lot of time because, you know, I want to change like that. And that, that takes time. I say, yep, that's, that's the downfall of it. That's, that's accurate. And so you do have to catch them and you need to give them the love and approval, appreciation, attention. And it does take time. It doesn't happen the first time out the shoot. I, I kind of really like that you brought up this part of the conversation because this is something that Chase and I have struggled with in our relationship. And it's always been a struggle when it comes to the conversation and the whole denial and anger and does it ever really get resolved? Chase, what would, I mean... I think you're talking about me trying to change you, right? Well, yeah, but, you know, and then hearing you talk about the ways that, 
you can actually change somebody, you know, with love and affection. I think that's going to be a huge thing that we can utilize in our relationship. And I'm sure a lot of our listeners can do as well. Is there any scenarios or types of things that people try to change about other people's that they shouldn't? Well, um, (laughs) (laughs) let me, I'll, let me answer that sideways because, um, a lot of times what shows up uh, in relationships is something called the issue of control. It's a, it's a major issue. And so when couples would come in and I would listen to them and I'd see they're you know, they're trying to control each other. And so I would have them do an exercise and I'll try to describe it here. Uh, oddly, if you were here, I'd have you actually have the experience. Uh, so what I'd have you guys do is stand up, face each other and grab your, your hands. Like you're going to shake hands, right hands. And I would say, okay, uh, you're going to be 100% in control. And I'd say to the other partner, you're going to be 100% in control. And I'd say, okay, you're going to go east and you're going to go west, but hold on to your hands. And, of course, they're pulling apart. And um, so, okay, let's stop there because sometimes they get pretty intense because <laughs> I want to be in control. <laughs> I'm taking my way. So I stop them. And then I say, okay, I want you to stand over here, but I want you to stand side by side. And I want you to hold hands like you're walking down the street holding hands. And I say to him, I want you to be 100% in control. And I say to her, I want you to be 100% in control. And then I tell him, I want you to come over here walking in the same direction, basically at the same time. And, you know, it's like, oh, here's an interesting process. So all of a sudden, I don't have to lose myself in order to be with you. As long as we're going in the same direction, basically at the same time, we can maintain our own individuality, our own sense of freedom, our own sense of, of oneness here. As long as we're going in the same direction, basically at the same time. Now, if you're running and I'm walking, it's same. we might have a challenge. But as long as we're going in basically the same time, same direction, we're okay. There's no issue of control. It really is an issue of direction. So are there some things that, um, that I shouldn't change in you? Well, if you, wanna, if you insist on going east and I insist on going west, you know what? We, probably, we don't belong with each other. It might be best to say again, God bless you, I love you, goodbye, in a healthy, loving way. Because I want you to be happy, and that's really important for you, so go be happy. I need to be happy. I need to go over here to be happy. So, but, so what, that, uh, what I'm, I encourage couples to do is create what I call um, like a mission statement. Why, why are you together? What's the purpose of this relationship? And it's kind of like a long run on sentences of adjectives and adverbs. And it's like, you know, we basically want love, joy, peace, and togetherness and grow and expansion. But it's important for the couple to create it in their own words. And then when we get in trouble, it's like, okay, how do we, how do we get that? We want, we want to grow and allow each other to be the most. Okay, so part of that might be communication. Maybe you're, you do a little thing over here, and then you come back and report. So we don't have to, as long as we're going in the same direction, I don't have to control you. You don't have to control me. Um, so that, that's, that would be the, that's how I process that. Now there's, there's another, anytime I start talking, there's, there's so many levels to it. So I'm going to, I'm going to give you another, another piece that's a little, 
a little more challenging with that in that people fight about even let's say we have our, our mission statement, we're going in the same direction. But now um, what people fight about then is the methodology. How do we get there? Well, I think we should walk. Well, no, I think we should take our bikes. So so the methodology often people is where the, the fight is. And then it's like, well, if I really want loving with you, I will maybe I'll sacrifice the walking to ride with you by the bike or whatever that is. So sometimes there's the giving up for the higher relationship, some of our, our little petty issues. Um, but that, again, that, what, that would be, we'd uh, discover all that in those little house meetings, by the way, your family meetings. Yeah, it's so important to have those communication lines open. And I love all of these examples you're giving. And, and as you said, there's always a, a higher level because relationships are complicated. And we can't sit here, you can't sit here and say, do exactly this and this will work, you know, and this is going to fix your issue. But like we like to say on the show all the time is the more you listen to this, the more you get advice from experts like yourself, the more you can apply these tools to your relationship to deal with every little individual circumstance that opens up and you're going to be able to deal with it better. It's just, I use the analogy, a toolkit. The more tools you have, the easier it's going to be to fix a leaky roof. Whereas if you just have a hammer and a nail, it might be pretty hard. So that's really why we love to get all this information for ourselves that we can apply to our relationship and give to our listeners. So that's all really great stuff. And now we got to move forward to the lasting love round. But first, I want to tell you about our sponsor, Talkspace. If you listen to this show, you've heard us talk about it probably for about the last month. And what it is, is it's an app that connects you with a licensed therapist, handpicked just for you for as little as $32 a week. And listening to this podcast is great. You're going to get a lot of great information from our guests, but a lot of times to really see change in yourself, in your relationship, it's helpful to talk to a licensed expert. And that's what Talkspace makes it easier than ever to do. So what you need to do is go to Talkspace.com forward slash I do, that's one word, and you will get $30 off your first month. That helps the podcast, it helps us, and it's going to help you. So again, that's Talkspace.com forward slash I do, that's I and you will get a $30 discount on your first month and you're going to improve yourself, improve your relationship from the comfort of your home off of your smartphone. Talkspace, therapy for how we live today. What is one tool or practice our listeners can use on a daily basis to help improve their relationship? Uh, I would say um, probably touching each other, uh, holding hands, a kiss. When they say hi, goodbye, to give each other a kiss on, on the lips. Uh, I, 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 I like every once in a while a 10-second kiss and a 30-second hug. Uh, it's just a way where I'm saying to you nonverbally, you are my lover. Um, you're not just a friend because sometimes in a long-term relationship, we just become friends. So we need to keep the lover aspect. And that's one thing that it's very simple just to keep kissing and hugging and 
touching each other. Is there a book or resource you can recommend for listeners who want to improve their relationship? Well, <laughs> I, I did write a book called The Keys to Joy-Filled Living. Uh, there's a lot of the stuff that we, I talked about in here certainly expanded, and there's a whole lot of things I didn't talk about that's in there. So I, I, I find that's a great little resource for many, many people. Um, so I'd probably say that, The Keys to Joy-Filled Living. And um, I do have a website, uh, the keys to joyfieldliving.com. They can jump on there. And I have a lot of little blog posts that I put in through times, too, a lot of little, little bits of information. And uh, it's more of an educational site for people. Your book will be on your show notes page at idopodcast.com. Wonderful. We've been married for two years now. Is there any advice you'd give newlyweds? <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh, have fun, you know. The, I I think um, you know. I often see uh, relationship is is a classroom. You know, uh, your master teacher is your partner. He or she is going to show you whatever chinks you have in your armor. Um, and if it can be done in a loving way, it could be one of the most transformational experiences in your life. So, have fun with it. It, it don't do you know. Play. Be silly. Um, laugh, giggle at your at yourself and at your partner in terms of of those positions of rightness. The other thing I would say, um, however illogical your partner's behavior is, know that somewhere back in time, there's a real logical, practical reason why they do that illogical behavior. So if you can understand that and talk and that would be another level of intimacy, then there will be a whole other level of joy that you get to have with each other. Um, and, and again, that continuously consciously choosing, that allows you to um, rediscover each other every day. You know, my wife and I have been together for about 30 years and I keep learning things about her now <laughs> that I didn't know. And so it's it keeps it really fresh and exciting um, by looking and listening and not assuming. What advice would you give our single listeners looking for a happy relationship? Uh, it's possible. You know, I think it's an abundant universe. And number one, the, the key is that you need to learn to love yourself. When you really truly love yourself by the way, then you don't need anyone. You might want someone. You don't need them. And then also the way you love yourself is, is, the, is the kind of a person that you're going to draw into your life. If you're really loving and nurturing of yourself, you're going to bring in someone who's loving and nurturing. If you're real harsh and cruel and critical to yourself, you're going to bring a harsh, cruel, critical partner. So the more loving and nurturing and accepting of yourself will be the kind of relationship that you're going to create. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for coming back on the show. If our listeners want to hear more from you, they can check out episode 16, which uh, we chat about how to confront a cheating spouse. So I do encourage our listeners to go check that episode out. And let's wrap up by having you tell our listeners where they can find you and then we'll say goodbye. Well, uh, probably the simplest way is on my website, the keys to joyfieldliving.com. And if they have any questions, by the way, they can always send me an email to that address. There's a place there where they can make that contact, and I'd be more than happy to respond to them um, via phone or, or email. Listeners can find all the information and links to today's episode on idopodcast.com. Go to the podcast tab, and you'll be in the archives. And again, thanks so much for taking the time to come on the show.
Oh, you're welcome. It's, it's, it's a joy to talk to you guys. I'm so excited that you're doing what you're doing. So thank you for, for being there. Hey guys, thanks for listening. If you haven't done so already, head on over to our website, idopodcast.com to check out this episode's show notes and to sign up for our newsletter. You are listening to a pleasure podcast. For more from our sex podcast collective, visit pleasurepodcasts.com.